you're listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Putnam. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Putnam, and I'm joined today by Jack Carlson. Uh, Jack, for all of his flaws of being a Brit, I've got to give him some credit. Uh, he's built his entire income off of selling his body weight workout programs. And right now with everybody not allowed to go to the gym, everybody's looking to get their workout in. And if anybody has been able to prove the results of their programs, it's been this guy. And not only that, he's a great guy. He's a family man. He's a father and he's just an all around man's man. So Jack, thanks for coming on the show, brother. No, I greatly appreciate it, Jeff. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, we've had this plan for a little while, but we both kept having to move it around. Yeah, yeah, life's been uh, chaotic at best, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, I understand, brother. You uh, you're jacked, and your name is Jack. So the jacked body weight program is probably just serendipitous. I mean, it just fits. You know, uh, I, I I had no idea what I was going to call it. Um, when I wrote it, um, and then somebody, somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Twitter threw that out there. And I was like, I, I don't know why I didn't see that. You know, it was one of those, <laughs> one of those moments like light bulb. Yeah. So what got you started in, I'm just going to go straight body weight workouts versus I'm going to be this, you know, the gym bro, because a lot of people, as soon as they say, I want to get fit, they turn around and they go, I'm going to go join Gold's Gym or Anytime Fitness or whatever. And they do the work and they end up coming out, you know, pretty stacked if they committed to it. But nobody really goes, you know what? I'm just going to go do some pull-ups on some trees, some dips on some park benches, and some hill sprints and carry the sandbag around my neighborhood and do that for years on end. I think for me, it was like, it was, it, was, it, was, it was twofold, really. One, it was the time commitment of traveling to a gym um, and actually then investing that time, you know, when you take into consideration the commute, all of the, you know, the riffraff when you get there, then the actual training and then the commute home and everything else. And um, obviously I used, to, I used to personal train at a gym. And even then I'd find training at a gym difficult because I was there 10, 11, 12 hours a day. You know, I, I didn't want to do my own training in that environment. And so I naturally started looking for outside sources. Um, and then when I became a, a stepfather to, to, to Leo, who had obviously all of these additional needs um, that needed to be met, I was like, I need to be able to do something that's at home, you know? And so that was really the inspiration for it. It was like, all right, let's, let's start doing bodyweight only workouts. And I, you know, I obviously done a lot of bodyweight training before in the past, but I'd combine that with other stuff. So then it was like, all right, I'm going to commit to this. And that's where it all started. Um, and then I think more and more people have become to realize that actually you don't need a conventional commercial gym to, to, to get in shape. And that's the message I wanted to share with people because it was always the, the excuse of, not wanting to go to a gym or not wanting to pay for a membership or whatever like that. So I'm just like, all right, well, you spent 20 bucks on a pull-up bar, 20 bucks on a set of rings, and we're pretty good to go. 
And I, I think there's, there's a big element of that convenience factor there that has just roped people in. Yeah, I, I totally get that. You know, me with nine kids, having a nine to five, running a company, writing books, writing e-courses. Um, I used to have another company on top of that where we had members and I would have to do calls with them and other client calls. And then now the podcast on top of it, going to the gym is out of the question because my day is filled uh, if I only limit myself to maybe four hours of sleep. So I've got to fit something in here so I can keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I still have trouble intentionally working out um, just to, for the sake of working out. Something that I've had to do is, especially during these last five weeks of, you know, quarantine and all this other, um, I'm doing a lot of yard work outside and I'm like, dang, I didn't work out today. And so it's just like yesterday when I was down stacking these 150 giant stones and restacking them. I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to let myself single hand them and just keep that tension on my wrist and my forearms and my grip. And, you know, and I might curl a few before I lay them down. And so, you know, swinging a hammer, you know, you know, like a sledgehammer or shoveling or hauling dirt and, you know, I try to sprint hauling the wheelbarrow full of dirt or bricks or concrete blocks or whatever, but it's more fun doing things like that and going to the gym and going, okay, now I'm going to rack these plates. I'm going to lift this weight. I'm going to de-rack these weights, move to this machine, wait for this guy to get off his phone so I can use this machine. Right. And, and I like get to be around my family. Exactly. And so you get all of that as a bonus. I mean, I think the only way that I would join a gym now or at any point in the future is if I felt like I wanted to be a member of a community of some sort, you know, because like, and that's one thing that say uh, CrossFit gyms have got down well and like your typical warehouse powerlifting strongman gyms and stuff like that. But commercial gyms, nah, you know, you don't, you don't get that feel. You're not, you're not like, you're not part of something. So for me, it's, it's a case of, yeah, if I was going to go, I'd be doing something like that. But the, the benefits of just seeing fitness as this overall lifestyle versus just in a gym is, right. is what I really enjoy about it. You know? And also, there's something so, so beautiful and refreshing about just going out to a park, hanging up some rings on the trees and just being outside and training. Like, I think that's a massively underrated part of the whole concept. Um, and I know it's something that um, Ajax spoke about quite a lot since this whole quarantine thing about how much he's enjoying training outside. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously you get all the added benefits of being out in the sun, being out just in nature, just being in fresh air and like versus being in an air conditioned claustrophobic gym, you know? So I think there's, I think there's the, the benefits are quite wide ranging. I agree. Uh, and I like what you said there. You said, you know, fitness as an overall lifestyle. I think a lot of people miss that aspect of it when it comes to fitness. They do this in their head, and I'm very guilty of this. I have to go work out right. versus I'm going to go live, right? Yeah. And part of that life is physical exercise. Sure. People, uh, there's, there's, they, they disassociate the two between their life and their training or their workouts. And really, if they want the actual changes, they need to make it a part of their life. Exactly. And if you can, if you can make that 
a thing where actually just fitness is just something that you do, you know, then it's never a chore. It's never something that you're having to think about. It's just something that you do on a daily basis. And that's why I try and encourage people that even if you're not going to like work out on a daily basis and do like an intentional routine, at least when you get up, can you like, you know, bang out some squats and pushups and just get your body moving, you know, just, just move, move. Cause that's essentially what most people, are, you know, attract in the cycle of not moving enough, you know, yeah. they, they drive to work, they sit behind an, uh, you know, an office desk for like nine, 10 hours. They drive home, they sit down in front of the TV, you know, and like Monday to Friday, that's life. So it's like, okay, well, how can you build in? And it might be just simply getting up and go for a walk on your lunch break, you know, like anything, just move. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a stickler for routines. I'm very systematic. Uh, even though everything up here is chaos, I have to have everything out here systematic and organized. Uh, or, you know, I'm basically like a squirrel on crack. You know, I get distracted and stuck somewhere. And so every morning, my routine, of course, is, you know, I get up, you know, I handle bathroom business, start the coffee pot, uh, head out on the porch and sit down, enjoy my coffee and my pipe. Well, I've got 15 minutes that it takes to brew, you know, 14 cups of coffee in this giant coffee maker. I've got, well, 14 minutes I can right there in front of my coffee pot while I'm waiting. I can sit down right there in the kitchen, bang out some sit-ups. I can bang out some push-ups. And I'm, to me, I'm just using that to fill an empty gap where I've got nothing to do. And now, and now, if I don't do that, I feel like I screwed up my morning routine. Right. And how much better do you feel if you do that? You oh, know, like, because what it does. And I'm, I'm guilty. I'm a, I didn't do it this morning. Right. <laughs> and I feel I mean, terrible because of it. You know, I'm, I'm a stickler for momentum. And I talk about this a lot, especially with my clients. I talk about it a lot. It's like, you just, you want to keep that momentum rolling as much as possible because soon as it starts to stop or slow down, it's a, it's a lot harder to get going again than it is to just keep it ticking over. So if you can start your day in the right frame of mind and in the right way, the chances are the rest of the day is going to go much smoother than if you don't. Yeah. It's just, it just it's... makes a difference. It's five or 10 minutes and it really makes a difference. I mean, what I've been doing during this quarantine because um, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a stickler for routines as well. The first thing that I've been doing when I get up is like a hundred Hindu push-ups and a hundred Hindu squats, you know, just superset it back and forth. And it takes, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, you don't have to do that many for anyone listening. You don't have to do what I'm doing. Just, just move, you know, um, five, five squats, five push-ups a few times through, like, that's fine. Just get the body moving before you start your day. And, it just, it does. It makes such a big, big difference. And like you say, it's about filling that time, you know, rather than sitting and scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on Twitter or scrolling, you know, doing mindless stuff on your phone, you can just spend five to 10 minutes intentionally setting your day up for success. And I just, it's a no brainer for me. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Now the other side of the coin is there's a lot of people who, and I was very guilty of this for a long time. I told myself, I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to join a gym. And I never did until the one day I said, you know what? I'm go uh, a guy 
was opening up this little hole in the wall gym. Uh, it was no fluff, just weights. I was like, okay, I'm going to go join this gym and I'm paying like $34 a month. Well, I signed a year contract, you know, and that was painful for me to spend a month not training because that's $34 I'm throwing in the trash. And so I had to have that. I have to go out and I have to do that. And it was what motivated me to keep going to the gym. And I mean, you saw the progress I made and that was the only thing I could keep going. There's a lot of people who, if they're going to work out at home and I, I know there's the exceptions with these giant decked out home gyms, a lot of people can't break that cycle of I'm at home. I'm comfortable. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to keep my shoes off. I'm going to relax. You know, I'm going to just mill around the house, but it's because they haven't made that transition into this is part of my life, no matter where I'm at. Yeah. Was that ever something you, you struggled with? Like I'm at home, so I don't feel like working out. I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say we'd all had our moments. You know, like, I'm not Superman, do you know what I mean? Like, guys, you know, there's, there's been times where it's just not happened for whatever reason. Um, and like you say, you, you are at home and you've got to try and create, like, for me, just trying to create a space that, all right, it's, it's at home, but it's separate. You don't, you don't chill there. You know, you don't. And this is one of the reasons why I actually really enjoy um, having the rings because I can go outside then and train. It's not in the house, you know? I can go to a park and it's not, it, it might be two minute walk away, but it's not in the house and it feels slightly different um, doing it that way. But also like, and I know you're going to agree with me on this. Also it comes, it gets to a point where you just got to suck it up. Like you, you, you can't use the whole, I'm comfortable, I'm at home as an excuse forever. Like, it does, it, it's just not going to wash. Like, you either want to change and make a positive change or you don't. And, as you know, I know we live in a world at the moment where, like, everyone wants to, to be wrapped in cotton wool and everyone wants to be told it's, it's not your fault and it's not your responsibility, but it is. It is. And at some point, you're just going to have to look in the mirror and say, this isn't acceptable anymore. And for a lot of people when that happens, when that shift happens, it doesn't matter where you are anymore. You've got to do training, you know? And like, I think the, the more you make yourself do it in the early stages and the more it becomes a habit, the less discipline and willpower it actually takes to do. And that's, I think that's where most people fall off is that you've got to, you've got to get through the first few weeks. If you can make it through the first few weeks of training three, four times a week, it quickly becomes a habit. And you quickly miss it when you don't do it. But you have to ride out that initial wave and you've got to, you've got to go into it with your eyes open and say, actually, I'm gonna, I am going to find this hard for the first few weeks. There's no getting away from it. It's the same with anything, isn't it? You know, it's, it's anything that you want to intentionally get better at, you're going to suck at initially. You know, like, I'm, I'm in the process at the moment of trying to learn Portuguese. I find it impossible, you know? It's a chore. It's still a chore for me to sit down and do it because whilst I'm doing it to better myself and learn, like, it's really hard, you know? So I have to intentionally force myself to sit down for half an hour every single day and do it. And I know it's gonna be like that for the first few weeks. It's just, it's just part of the process. So I think people need to, 
except that they're going to have to take themselves out of their comfort zone a little bit if they want to start training at home. And, you know, initially when this whole lockdown and quarantine thing started, people were like, oh, it'll just be a week, it'll just be a couple of weeks, it's fine. But we're now like two months in. You know, yeah. this might go on, it might, I don't know, no one knows how long it's going to go on for, right? So if it goes on for another two months, what are you going to say? Oh, I just spent the last four months doing nothing because I thought it'd be over and I just, you know what I mean? Like, I think people just need to be harder on themselves. <laughs> I will agree with that. There's, a, there's, there's this, I guess you could call it a, it's become the new social norm with everyone. It's okay to suck. Yeah. It, it, it's not okay to suck. You, know, you should be pissed off if you're not good at something. You know, even if it's not something I want to be good at, if I suck at it, I'm just going to make myself good at it because I'm pissed off that I suck at it. It's, you know, it's just like this recurring cycle. Oh, I suck at this. Well, I hate sucking at this. I don't even like this, but I'm, I'm I don't want to suck at it. And 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 I think that's the newsflash. Is like. No matter what you start, if you've never done it before, you're going to suck at it. Like the champ, you know, like most people don't have the ability to just be good at lots and lots of different things without trying. So if you're going to go through life with the approach of, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm not very good at it, then what are you actually going to achieve? Like, right. what are you actually going to do outside your job? You know, what are you, actually, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you sucked at your job on the first day there, so. Exactly. You know, but you have to stick with it, right? Because otherwise you don't get money, you don't pay the bills, you don't, you don't provide for your family, whatever. And I think people need to reframe it and just be like, okay, well, you know, if I do my job for money to provide for my family, like my fitness is, it's not just, this is where it comes to being like, it's not just about you. You know, if you've got kids, it's about them. You know, it's about being able to say, actually, like I need to make sure I'm healthy and set a good example for them. You know, and I know this is something that you talk about a lot as well. It's about leading by example. It's about setting the standard for everybody around you. Because otherwise, ultimately, you're letting them down. So right. if you don't want to do it for yourself, if you've got loved ones that are close to you, do it for them. You know, let that be the catalyst. Let that be the motivation. You know, do you know how great it is to, like, be working with dads, like, at the moment and, like, them send me pictures of them training with their kids joining in? Like, it just fills me with joy because that's what it's about, you know? So if you're in that position and you've got kids or you want kids in the future, like set the benchmark and set the standard now so that when the kids do arrive, they see you as this role model that they want to, you know, they want to they wanna live up to. Um, and I think that's, that's something that people don't focus on. They're always focusing on the now rather than the future. It's... It's, and it's a sad state of affairs because if you don't, if you, when it comes to your health and fitness, if you don't set the precedent now, it's going to be harder when you've got kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got responsibilities then. You've got, lot, you know, life's going to come in. Everything is harder with kids if you're not prepared for it. Yeah. You know, I, I think one moment that got me was when my oldest son, he's 21 now when he was wrestling uh, in high school in Texas, they don't play with wrestling in Texas. I mean, he ended up being like top three in the state. Uh, but I didn't like the fact that here I am, uh, you know, almost 30 years old, and I've got a 16-year-old at the time. 
you know. No, it's 14. Yeah, I've got a 14-year-old. And he might be able to whip my ass in a few years. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> like this at no, all. You can't be having that. <laughs> yeah, and, par- and then I, I would go to work and I see these 17, 18, and 19-year-old kids and because that's what they are they're kids and they're putting me to shame i'm like man i can't do this i i can't i cannot let some young buck whip my ass or at least look like he can whip my ass i need to at least look better you know and so a part of that was like man i gotta get really hard on myself because as good as my kids are getting i always want them to feel like they have a goal to us to strive to and so you know my 16 year old uh well he's 16 now uh we go outside and he helps me in the yard and we're hauling wheelbarrows full of dirt and blocks and rocks and concrete and all this other stuff as we're mixing and pouring and he's getting winded and he's getting tired i'm like nah come on you gotta go and inside i feel like dying but i have to suck it up because it's a thousand percent humidity and it's like 90 degrees outside and I'm like, I can't look weak in front of him because if I sit down, I feel like it's going to give him like, okay, well, dad's taking a break. Dad's slacking off. It's okay for me to do it. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, with kids, it's like, you know, they, they follow your example more than they listen to you. So that's a really big truth. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if that example's not being set, like then it's like, you know, I, I mean, I think I tweeted about this like not too long ago was that like, if you came from an unhealthy family and an unhealthy background, it's your job to make sure that your kids don't do the same. You know, yeah. you've got you to gotta be big enough to break whatever cycle that you've been in. And, oh, yeah, that's very true. Whether you came from like, uh, and I've talked about this, I came from a very crappy childhood, had an abusive childhood, but my kids don't. Right. And I could have just gone that same route of the way that I did. And it's part of the reason I wanted to get in my best shape was my dad died before I was old enough to know him. And I didn't want my kids to not have a father. And in order to do that, I would have to step up and make sure that I didn't fall to some external disease that was wrought on by bad life choices. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and, you know, and, and we're living in the midst of that right now. Aren't we? Yeah. You know, we're literally living in the midst of it. It's like, if you are healthy and you've been looking after yourself, then the chances of Corona seriously affecting you are slim. If right. you've not been focusing on your health and just not been paying attention to it, then you're in trouble. And like, and if this isn't a wake up call for people to be like, well, actually this is, the health is a bigger picture. It's not just about looking good naked. It's not just about having abs. It's not just about being able to fit into a size 10 dress, whatever. Like it's, it's your life, you know, like, and without it, you got nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, you, it, I think people need to think more big picture with the, with their health and their fitness as opposed to just focusing on the short term goals. And then that, if that doesn't inspire people to make a change and take action, then nothing will. And, and ultimately you can only help people that want to be helped. Right? So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you said you used to personal train at a gym earlier. Uh, so was fitness 
kind of a part of your whole life or did you have this point where you go, you know what, I'm going to start getting into shape? So I was relatively fortunate in the sense that I played, um, I played sport throughout my whole life. Um, it was always encouraged. Um, I was always participating in something. So I, I, you know, I was quite lucky in that sense. Um, and I, and I realized that more than ever now. Um, and so what happened was I was about, I would say I was about 14, 15. Um, and I was a skinny, skinny, skinny rake. I mean, like, uh, stick, you know, just very, very thin, very, very weak. Um, and I started getting uh, physically abused and bullied quite badly. Um, and that was the turning stone for me to get in the gym. So that was the, and, and you know, it's quite a familiar story. Like I know there's probably a lot of people that have gone through something similar and that's been the catalyst to, to make the change for them. Um, and so that was my catalyst to get in the gym and, and start getting bigger and stronger. If I could have gone back in time, I would have joined the fighting gym instead. <laughs> you know, I, you know, in, in hindsight, that's what I'd have done. Um, but, um, so that was the catalyst for me. And then, so I became a qualified person training, you know, when I was 19. So, you know, I've, I've been at this for the last 10, 10, 11 years. Um, and I went to university and did a sports science degree, which was largely irrelevant. I got to be honest. Um, I don't need it to do my job and nobody cares if I've got it, <laughs> but I got it. Um, and then I've been coaching and training people ever since. Nice. Um, yeah, everybody has that story. Almost. I was bullied. I got tired of getting bullied. So I got big and it's always, they were bullied until they got big and then people stopped bullying them. So, but. And, 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 you know, and, and it's because it, you know, it's the change that inspires in you. It's the confidence that it gives. It's the fact that you don't walk around with your head down and you don't look vulnerable and all of these other things, you know, cause it, I think, again, this comes into the bigger reason of training is that it's not just about looking good. It builds your character. Right. And if you're willing to do the stuff that's hard and you don't enjoy, then that builds the discipline and that builds your mindset. And so it's a whole package. And then, and then that gets noticed. So. Yeah. Because if it's an easy win, it's, well, it's a simple win to get. If you start making yourself better, and you accomplish something, you know, I don't care if you could only do one push up and now you do 10, you should be damn proud of that kind of progress. And that makes you think a different kind of way. And it prepares you for maybe other hardships that might uh, tax you, whether it be an outside force or whatever, you know, emotional, physical, whatever it could be. It makes you a little more resilient. Um, I know you recently went through, uh, an ordeal where you and your wife separated and you had tweeted about it on Twitter, told everybody what was going on. I think that right there usually kills a lot of men inside and just dries them up. You know, it takes, or, you know, they'll either do that or they'll, you know, very become very lackluster and morose and just, they have an air of melancholy about them forever or they get very bitter and very angry. But your mood, well, and I'm not trying to discount that maybe it didn't affect you. Of course it did. But you've been able to handle it because you know 
that you can handle it. Just from your physical fitness being the level that it is, it makes you mentally tougher. Yeah, exactly. And like you said before, you know, it helps, it helps get you ready for other ordeals in life. And it's never going to be plain sailing. You know, there's always going to be trials and tribulations and all of this. And, you know, I mean, I only, I only left, um, left the house um, five weeks or so ago, you know, so it's still relatively raw. But rather than wallow in self-pity, you know, I've decided to approach it with the, the mindset of, okay, well, this is just another chapter in my life. And it's another opportunity for me to improve in other areas. And that's why I've started working with uh, Dr. Taylor Burroughs, you know, who you've probably seen on Twitter, you know, and she's helped me navigate the emotional stress that I'm going through because like, you know, I have, you have to realize that like, you might not be trained to deal with everything. No one, no one can prepare you for everything that life's going to throw at you. So if you can reach out to people who are more prepared, and can give you some guidance, then that, I think that's a really useful thing to do. And being able to put your hand up and say, actually, I need some help. No shame in that, it's all good. Um, I think that's something where, where you just mentioned that is where you know, a lot of men spiral out of control is because they don't want to ask for help or they don't want to acknowledge that maybe they need help. Well, it takes confidence and, and security to do that. And obviously, you know, you were just talking about how your confidence increased because you started training. And so that gave you the security, in my opinion, it, that's what gave you the confidence and the security to go, you know what, I need a hand with this. Yeah. You know, I need, I need some help and I, I you know, and I want to, I want to improve as a man so that potentially I don't go through this again, you know, because like the, you know, the, fortunately the relationship ending was very amicable. Uh, we're still on good terms. Um, it wasn't nasty or anything like that, so that's good. We both we both realized that it was probably best for us both as individuals if we didn't stay together and that the, the relationship wasn't right. So, and, and in many ways, that makes it harder to actually walk away because it's not a case of falling out of love with someone. It's a case of going, all right, maybe we're not right for each other. And, yeah, and, and whilst you still love that person, that's why I was... That's why it can be quite painful. And I've had my moments during this, you know, last five weeks of down and I've, I've needed somebody to, to pick me up and talk to me. And that's why it's important to try and reach out to people um, and not become isolated, I think. Um, and, then, and then just realizing that life is going to carry on, you know, like at the end of the day, and it took me a long time to realize this, um, happiness your happiness is in your control. It's your choice. You know, nobody can, nobody can take that away from you. Now, you might have periods in life where you're, you're sad, you're down, you can't see the light, etc. Like, that's going to happen. Um, but ultimately, you've got to try and come back to that mindset of, well, this is my life. And it's disappearing one day at a time. So what am I going to do? With Go Hunt America, you can experience your own outdoor adventure at the touch of your finger. You can find hunting, fishing, and camping spots anywhere in the U.S., put there by private landowners, and you can even list your own. It doesn't matter if it's a large tract of land or a small duck blind. Just go to GoHuntAmerica.com to get started. 
coming soon to the Google Play and Apple App Store. Hey, this is Nate from Unlimited Live Concepts, and we teach people how cash flow strategy can be just as powerful as investing. Imagine being able to earn interest off of every dollar that flows through your hands, whether you're spending it or saving it. We offer a lifetime membership to our financial education platform for $77, but right now you can use promo code RUGGEDLEGACY and save 50% off. Well, you've got some plans keyed up, don't you? As soon as the uh, coronavirus quarantine and uh, you guys are doing it, you guys have it much more difficult in Europe than we have it here. Uh, yeah, your countries are the size of our states. <laughs> not, not even that. I think it's something silly. I think it's something silly. Like in Britain, uh, I can't remember if it was England or the United Kingdom in general. It can fit inside Texas something like ten or eleven times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. And I could be completely wrong about this. I think uh, England is almost the size of South Carolina, maybe maybe slightly larger, maybe slightly smaller. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But you've got some plans. You're, you're rolling out Nomad, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. So I bought, um, I bought myself a cap fan. Uh, it needs a, little bit of, uh, needs a little bit of TLC and a little bit of work. Um, so that's going to be a project for the next month or two whilst all this lockdown's going on and then obviously we've been able to earn all of my money online now me and the dog are gonna get in the van and we're gonna we're gonna travel for a little bit we're gonna go meet up with some twitter friends that we've made over the last couple of years all through europe and stuff we might we might make it over to america at some point um and like i've got no concrete plans at the moment it's like i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there we're just gonna sort of see where the where the wind takes us um I think that would be a very interesting journey to document. Oh yeah. Um, I would, I would definitely be interested in watching it. It's, uh, it kind of reminds me without the, uh, the posh or comedy of that. Uh, what was that? Michael Whitehall's travels with his father. Oh yeah. Jack Carlson travels with my dog. <laughs> and, yeah. I think it'd be pretty good. You guys get in some hijinks, run from the cops. Oh, it's it's going to be an interesting interesting journey. And do you know do you know what what um what um sort of inspired this though was last summer when my wife and I and Leo and Otto went around Europe in our van for eight weeks. Um, and I've never ever thought about doing that before. Uh, it's never been something that I considered or whatever. But man, it was such a blast! Like the freedom that being in a van and just traveling and not having anywhere to be or anywhere to go and just Going at like whatever pace in life you want, vastly underrated. Like it just it just resets everything. You know, you just got a chance to just forget about the world and you know, just focus on what's important to you. Well, you're you're one of only two people that I know that decided. You know what? I'm going to make enough money to be a bum. Basically, I'm just going to live in a van and drive around the you know europe yeah. and then, and I, I just want to make enough money to be a bum but man that sounds awesome yeah right <laughs> yeah. and then 
and then you know when the time comes to settle down and you know i don't know where i want to be yet this is the thing is like i have no idea where i want to live or country i want to be in like i don't know so this is an opportunity to to explore different potential options and just see where the wind takes me um so kind of looking forward to that um hopefully we'll be able to get started within the next couple of months or so when this whole lockdown ends but um First point of call actually is going to be I'm going to, go, I'm going to go to Scotland for a bit, just because, like I don't know when the travel borders are going to open up. Like that's yeah. probably that's probably really going to be a good few months. So even when this country opens up a little bit, we can drive up to Scotland, and Scotland is a beautiful, beautiful place. And I, I'm sure if uh, if Roman's listening at any point to this, he'll be nodding. You know, he'll. Uh, <laughs> it's. Um, it's a special place and I've got some good memories there. So I think Scotland would be a nice place to start. That'd be pretty awesome. Like I said, you really do have to document this entire thing. You know what? Well, we'll even, I'll even help you petition it to Netflix if you want. Perfect. Let's do that. We'll create a document documentary. <laughs> but the thing, you know, it's, it's going to be an opportunity to learn new things. And I think that's again, something that um, as people get older, they stop doing. And I think it's imperative almost to live in just like a more fulfilled life. Um, you know, there's things that I've never done, like I've never been hunting, for example, because it's not as big a thing over here, right? So that's something I want to learn. That's something I want to go and do. So being able to, to just pull up somewhere in the van and go and stay with some people who, who do that for a living or whatever and like learn from them and things like that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm excited to do. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, I think that it's something that a lot of people don't do, uh, as far as one chapter in your life came to an end and now you're going to go out and actively seek another chapter. Cause a lot of people, if, if they get divorced, their life ends right there. They're like, well, now I'm just going to be a divorcee and I'm just still going to go to work, live my life. And then, you know, I'll, you know, try to avoid my ex-wife or all this other, not a lot of people have the courage to go well time to hop in the van buy a van to go live in and i'm just going to do whatever i want whenever i want yeah nobody really does that and just so you can seek out what exactly the next chapter is going to be it, it, it reminds me of those uh create your own adventure books where it says if you want to go left at this hallway turn to page 74 if you want to go right on this hallway go to page 93 right. what it reminds me of and you've got these options yeah exactly and you know i want to make the most of this time that i've got um, cause I, you know, you never know what's around the corner. Um, I don't know what life's going to throw at me. So whilst I've got this opportunity, why not? You know, let's just, let's just embrace the unknown because that's basically what it is. Um, and you know, what's interesting is it, it's funny because I, um, I actually was engaged when I was 21 to a girl from America, funnily enough. Um, yeah. I'm so, terribly sorry. <laughs> so um so and, and you know what, what what's interesting is when that when that broke off i i went into a pit of depression for about a year right when i was 21 and so it's night and day going through this experience compared to what it was back then you know and i think that's just a, a testament to the fact that you can learn from these things you know you might you might have been in depression you might have gone through something really bad you might have lost a loved one you might have 
lost your job, you might be bankrupt, you might be homeless, that all of these things, you know, you can learn from all of them. If, if, you, if you're prepared to see it as a learning opportunity, and you might not be able to see it as a learning opportunity then when you're in the middle of it, but when you come out the other side, if you can learn from that and grow, if something then happens four, five, six, seven years down the line, you're in a better position to deal with it. And that's why like, I, I feel like, you know, you, you should never begrudge going through something that's making you hurt. And, and, and I know that's easy to say when you're on the other side of it. And like when you're, when you're in the middle of it, um, it can be quite hard to accept that. But like, I mean, right now, like, you know, this is, even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay and I'm like talking about all these things, it's still a painful process. It's still a not process to go through. But I, I'm grateful for the fact that I can now see it as, a, as an opportunity to grow rather than something that it's actually going to hinder my life. And I think that's, it's, it's a mindset that you can develop and instill within yourself. And everyone has that capability. Um, but you've got to be prepared to, to take the rough of the smooth. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's almost like getting a mental vaccine the first time you go through something really hard because the next time you go through that same thing or something similar, it's not as bad, you know. Or maybe it didn't hurt at all. But exactly. it, struggle and pain are inevitable. But if you can make something of it, I, I 100% agree. If you can make something out of it and make it mean something, make it worth, you know, coming out the other end of. You know, you're going to be better off for it. I think you've got to accept that, that you know, life is a life is struggle and pain. It's not all. It's not all sunshine. I know people. Some people want to live in this fantasy land of like, oh, it's all wonderful, but it isn't, and it's never going to be. So if you can't get your head around that, and you can't accept that it's good to have the good moments. You're going to have some bad moments. To have love, you're going to there's going to be hate in the world. Like pain, pleasure, like it all goes together. So you you've got to try and get your head around that. And then once you do that, you can then start to learn and grow um, as an individual. And then you, you bring that to your, your kids and your, your partner and your friends and your family and everyone else. And it, it just sort of, you know, bounces off you. Um, it's, you know what it is? It's about, it's about becoming as anti-fragile as you can. That's what it is. I like that. To me, I, it took me a while to get to that point, uh, especially with everything that I had gone through. But if I didn't have that bitter taste in my mouth from all those years, these good times wouldn't feel good. You have to have the bad times so that the good times actually feel like good times. You know, it's like there's no light without dark. You know, it just is. But the bad times make the good times feel a whole lot better. Exactly. And like, and, and you know, and, and I can't remember where I saw this, but I saw it recently. It was like, to become your own hero, you've almost got to go from being a villain. You know, like you gotta, <laughs> you got to live through those times um, to, to embrace that side of, of you actually being in control of your own life. Because I think that, again, that's something, you know, that a lot of people are hung up on is the fact that they don't feel like they're actually in control of their own life. And so they don't make any moves to try and better it because they just don't see the point, you know? Like, so rather than them just embracing the fact that actually, if I don't like something or if I don't want to do something, then I don't have to do it forever, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, it, it, it puts in, into my mind, and I think I've mentioned this several times before, 
But I'm an 80s kid, so this is exactly what I'm going to talk about. It reminds me of the old 80s movies where your hero of the story started off, and then you know, things are good, things are not so good, and then there's this middle part of the movie where it's all down and it's at the bottom, and then that light bulb clicks or whatever it is. And then you've got the five-minute musical training montage where he's getting ready. You know, it's kind of you know it's kind of like Rocky Four after Creed dies. You then you've got the emotional buildup, and then he goes away to Russia. And then you've got five minutes of music while he's chopping wood and lifting rocks and all this other stuff. And I think, you know, this where you're at now, this is your training montage. Exactly. And, then the, and then the real fight starts as soon as the training montage is over, quarantine's lifted and all that other, and then you, you are the new Jack riding around with the dog in a van. That, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, you know, and you have to go through these different stages. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's a whirlwind, life's a whirlwind, you know, and like you wouldn't have it any other way, like, you know, it's someone, someone, you know, when I put that thing up on Twitter, somebody messaged me and was like, hey, um, you know, I'm going through something similar, like I'm going through a divorce, da 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 um, Do you regret marrying her? Do you regret going through anything? And I was like, well, no, you know, because it's part of my story. It's part of my chapter, it's part of my life. It's made me who I am now. I'm a better person because of the relationship. And that's the most important thing. And and he was, you know, he would, he would, he, I think he was stuck in quite a, a bitter, a bitter cycle. And we've actually had a couple of phone calls since then. Um, and I, I get the impression he's starting to view things slightly differently, which is nice because at the end of the day, things, you know, nothing ever lasts and things don't always work out. So what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I think that's a great, great motto to go for life. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Exactly. Okay. You know, that's going to be on your t-shirts pretty soon. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? but speaking of which, we, um, we're about 45 minutes in now. So you've got your first one that came out. Uh, your first course was jacked. Uh, yeah. Body right? jacked. Yeah. Body weight jacked. Uh, and you've pounded out a few others, and you, you're also doing some uh, coaching as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So recently, uh, another, another digital program came out that was uh, uh, Limitless, which is basically a minimalistic style fat loss program, um, where it's basically just you only need body weight and dumbbells or kettlebells. So you don't need like any machines. You don't need a pull-up bar. You don't need any fancy equipment like just bare minimum, a few weights, and your body weight. So I put that together for people that were stuck in quarantine who just didn't want to purely do body weight training and wanted to incorporate some weights. Um, so that came out a couple of weeks ago. That's been doing good. And actually today, today, I've just got it finalized, all of this stuff. Um, I'm actually launching a group coaching program for men, uh, explicitly for men. So rather than, because I, I think that, one of the big problems sometimes with just digital programs is they then lack accountability, right? So people, people buy the program and it, they don't do it. 
and and then and then you know nothing happens, nothing changes. So what I've done is created a created a, a group system. So when people join, there'll be new workouts and stuff every month. But you'll have a check-in process. You'll have a group of people there that you're holding yourself accountable to, so that you're more inclined to actually do what you say you're going to do. Um, Maybe so get some video proof of the workouts too. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people have got to post stuff in, you know, that they're, they're going to be required to post what they're doing in the group. And also that way, you know, it's like, it's like with the, it's like with Hunter's thing, you know, with the fraternity of excellence, you know, you've got, you've got people there that you can, you can bounce ideas off and you can talk to and you can say, Hey, actually, you know what? I'm struggling with this. Has anyone been through it? Have you got any advice? And like, and I think that's where the power of that group format comes in. Right. So, um, I've created that from a pure fitness perspective, um, which is launching today. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I think everybody is. Um, for those of you listening, Jack is going to provide me with a link for that and I will have it in the show notes, uh, as well as some links to the rest of his, uh, workout programs. Uh, good. now before we, uh, start wrapping up, uh, is there anything else you kind of wanted to get into? I know, one of the things that you and I connected on um, was uh, the whole fatherhood aspect of it. Um, what would be your best message to fathers out there right now that are slacking uh, in their fitness? Um, I think my biggest message would be you don't want to be the guy in – 10 years time, right, who can't keep up with his kids. Or you don't want to be the guy that isn't around to see your kids' kids. Like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta think when you, you gotta think much bigger picture with, with, when it comes to your kids, you gotta think about how your lifestyle and your choices are affecting them. Um, and if you do that and you're looking in the mirror and you're saying, oh, you know, I'm not setting a good example here, then nobody can do anything about that but you. You've got to be, you've got to be big enough to say, I love my kids more than anything, which no one's doubting. But then you've got to lead by example. So lead by example would be the, the catchphrase, if I, can, if I can give one. Lead by example. Set the standard and allow them to see the process that you're going through and get involved. You know, it's like I said earlier, you know, when, when, when guys send me pictures of them training with their kids, like that's, that's what I do this for. Like that, that, that alone is enough motivation for me to write more programs, <laughs> you know, because it, thrill, it genuinely fills my heart with joy to see that because ultimately the kids are going to pay dividends because their dads are choosing to do something about their health. Um, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like I said, the last thing you want, like you said, last thing you want is uh, to be the guy who kid comes up and says, daddy, come play with me. And you say, I, I can't, I'm too tired or I'm winded or you know, the only thing you did was peel an orange. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that can quickly become a reality if you don't check it. And like, let me be clear, you know, I'm not saying that you need to be doing, 
six, seven hours sessions a week. You know, you don't have to be training every day. You don't have to be doing X, you don't have to be Y, but 20, 30 minutes a few times a week is going to make a massive difference to the vast majority of people. And that's, you know, we're not talking massive time investments here. We're just talking the bare minimum to make sure that your health is in check. And if you want to do more, do more, but at least do that. At least do that. Yeah, because I don't care who you are. No one's schedule is busy enough where they don't have 20, 30 minutes, 20, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, three times a week. That's an hour a week. You can't divide an hour up for a week. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's nothing, you know, when people actually sit down and they look at how they're spending their week and give themselves a bit of an audit, like you could find an hour a day, let alone 20 minutes. Like everybody could do that. Anybody. It's like you said, you're sat waiting for 15 minutes for your coffee to break. There's 15 minutes, you know, yeah. you do that Monday to Friday and there you go. Done. It's, it's really that simple. Um, and I think people, I think people make it more complicated in their head than it needs to be. And they build it up to be bigger than it needs to be. Whereas the reality is most people just need to go from zero to one. Just move the needle. Just stop. That's it. Yeah, that's usually the hardest place for people. Cause you know, like you talked about earlier with momentum, yeah. going from one to five is easy. All you do is take what you're doing and step it up a bit, but going from a full stop, to moving is it takes the most effort and the most energy. Absolutely. And that's why you can start with something as little as just going out for a 15, 20 minute walk a few times a week. Like that can be the start. Point, you know, and that's not even a chore. You know, you put some music on, you listen to a podcast, you go out with your, your partner, you go out with your kids, you just go for a walk, you know? Um, and that could be the, that, that could be the catalyst. And then it can spiral from there. Um, I think one of the biggest things, biggest mistakes people make is they, they dive in head first to begin with and it's like right well i've got to go to the gym five times a week i've got to i've got to stop eating this i've got to da, 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 da. and then they set themselves up for an expectation that they can't keep and then they feel like a failure and then the cycle starts all over again you know so yeah one of the biggest things that i i always did if i took a hiatus uh from training and working out i would go right back in and try to go like i'd you go to the gym like I've been going my entire life without stop. And so after one workout, I'm sore for like nine days and I can't do anything. Instead of just easing back into it, keeping it simple, you know, I go, I haven't gone to the gym in three months. So I'm going to go do a three hour workout session, you know, to shock the system back. No, it, all it did was make it harder to want to keep going because everything hurt. Exactly. You know, making the small changes is obviously the best way to go. 100%. And I, I think this is the thing. It's like people don't realize like how much a difference the small changes can make. You know, it's like little things. Like I could probably have somebody lose 10 pounds in four weeks if they simply started doing three 20 minute sessions and stopped snacking. That's it. You know, I'm not asking you to, I'm not asking you to change your whole eating style. I'm just asking you not to snack. That's it. Yeah. You know? It can literally be that simple. Um, and, and, and most people are, so far to the left when it comes to their, you know, on the scale when it comes to their health, that simply just moving it ever so slightly is going to make all the difference. Um, and let's be clear as well, like, you know, most people don't want to look like a supermodel. They don't want to look like, the, you know, they're walking around like they go to the gym eight, nine hours a week. They just want to feel healthy and be strong enough to be able to do the stuff they want to do, right? So yeah. focus on that. 
you know, and I, I think that's one of the problems is that, you know, everyone's bombarded, aren't they, with, with the media, with yeah, celebrity images and how everyone should look and da 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 And then you've got the other side of the coin, the wall of the body positivity of it's okay to be fat, it's okay to be unhealthy. And like, it, and then people are just wedged in between. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, people need to realize that there's a middle ground, basically. Yeah, and I think that's a, a pretty good place uh, to wrap it up is people need to realize there is a middle ground and that just making these small changes can make a big difference. Because to me, it's like if you stop going out to eat every day, that 5 to $10 meal every day ends up being $50 in a week. You know, it, it, those small things compound. That's that, yeah, exactly. Think of fitness exactly like that. Like the small daily investments that you make are going to compound over time there you go excellent that's perfect well jack i want to thank you for coming on the show brother it's good to talk to you again no it's been an absolute pleasure you know and if um if anybody listens to this or anything like that you know they they want to reach out they want to talk to me about anything my my twitter dms are always open so just ping me a message yeah uh, there will be links to Jack's YouTube channel where he's posting his workouts and tips for you guys to make your body weight workouts harder and more effective, uh, as well as uh, where you can find him on social media and also on uh, links to his courses uh, and his body weight programs that everybody can benefit from, especially right now when you can't go to the gym because nobody knows when those things are going to open up. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Rugged Legacy Podcast. If uh, you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on Google Play or iTunes, uh, leave a review. They really help. Uh, a good review is worth its weight in gold. It helps get uh, the podcast thrown out uh, to more listeners, and more listeners uh, obviously means better guests and more content for you guys that have subscribed and uh, really enjoy these episodes. But Jack, thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right. And for all you listening, uh, go do something today. I don't care if it's 15, 20 minutes. If you don't, uh, Jack is going to show up in the middle of the night and beat you up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the content on all of the episodes, especially this one here. If you'd like to become a contributor and support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash rugged legacy and click on the support icon. Everyone wants to rise from the ashes, but very few are willing to set themselves on fire. This has been a rugged legacy production. <laughs>